of Sodom. I have lifted up mine hand unto the Lord, the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take from a thread even to a shoelaces, that I will not take anything that is thine, lest I should say, I have made Abraham rich. I have made Abraham rich. We serve a jealous God. God deserves the credit of whatever he has done in our life. This world, Abraham was so jealous over his God that he won't accept anything from the heathen because he's saying to himself, I will not let them have that saying over me that they make me rich. But in verse 24, verse, uh, ch uh, chapter 24, verse 1, and it says, And Abraham was old and was stricken in age, and the Lord has had blessed Abraham in all things. Doesn't it sound familiar in the New Testament when he said, Seek your first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and all things shall be added unto you. You know, what was being said in New Testament was already fulfilled in the book of Genesis. And saying, your answer is in this house. Your answer comes from this pulpit. Don't look to the world. Look to the man of God. Because he will direct you to the answer. And you know, when everything is done, you will say, God added all things unto me, just like he had done for Abraham. And may God bless you all. Praise the Lord, church. How many are excited to see Jesus? Amen. I said, how many are excited to see Jesus? Amen, somebody. Praise God. We're going to sing an old hymn. We shall see the King. Worship the Lord with us today. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, there's a blessed time that's coming, coming soon. It may be in the morning or afternoon. The wedding of the bride, united with the groom. We shall see the king when he comes. Oh, we shall see the king. We shall see the king. We shall see the king when he comes. He's coming with power. Oh, blessed hour. We shall see the king when he comes. Oh, are you ready? Should the Savior call today? Will Jesus save us on our way? Oh,
about it. Amen, somebody. There's a blessed time coming, coming soon. It may be evening, morning, or at noon. We just got to be ready. The Bible says no man know what the day, the hour. We just got to be ready. Look at your neighbor and say, I've got to be ready for the coming of the Lord. Come on, be serious about it. I've got to be ready. I don't know about you, brother. I don't know about you, sister, but I've got to make it. I've come too far to lose out now. I'm not trying to be cute tonight. I've come too far. I've crossed too many valleys. I've seen too many victories. I've overcome too many battles to lose heaven now. Hallelujah. Oh, if you believe it, clap your hands unto the Lord. Amen. Thank God. What a hope we have. Is that right? I said, what a hope we have. We anticipate with joy. Praise God. What a blessing it is to be in Tabernacle of Praise tonight. Amen. So thankful to be, amen, in church looking like my pastor. Hey, we didn't plan that. I didn't get the memo. You wear a blue suit. I'm wearing a blue suit. Finally, I made it, Pastor. Finally, I look like him. Amen. Amen. You read the second man book, it's in there. Amen. We got to, amen, dress right, talk right, live right. Amen. We want to make heaven. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Good to be in church with my lovely wife and our Beautiful miracles, Sister Phyllis. Amen. Amen. I greet, amen, the lady of the house, Sister Neil. Amen. I love you, Sister Neil. I know you don't like calling you mother, but you are my mother in the faith, and I love you so much. Amen. Give her a hand clap, church. Amen. Praise God. Please turn with me to the book of Exodus, chapter 3. Amen. I have a word from the Lord. Thank God for that. Amen. Thank God for the move of the Holy Ghost this morning. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Exodus chapter 3. And verse 6. If you have it, please say amen. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of, pardon me, Abraham, of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, 
for he was afraid to look upon God. Let's read that one more time. He said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. I want us just to pause right there. We have heard this progression often in our Christian walk. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Is that right? Well, I want to tell you something that it should have been sounding like this. Abraham, Isaac, and Esau. It should have been. But rather we read Jacob. And tonight I feel led of the Holy Ghost to preach. It's time to fight for your salvation. I said it's time to fight. Time to get serious about your salvation. Help me pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, I need you one more time. And I'm asking you, Lord, to do a great work tonight. Lord, you be exalted. You be high and lifted up. Your train fills the temple. For surely we are in the presence of the Lord. Lord, I'm asking you to multiply your word. Oh God, minister, I pray. Speak to our hearts, oh God. Convict us in our spirit. Move within us, oh God. Lord, as you speak to the church tonight, help us, Lord, I pray. For judgment begins in the house of the Lord. God, we've got a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Oh, can we clap our hands unto God? Can we just magnify him one more time? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, let's do a little bit better than that. A couple more seconds at least. Just a little bit more effort. Just a little more effort. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Out of my mouth, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, press a little more. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated tonight. Amen. It's time to get serious about our salvation. Amen. I'm so glad to see all of you tonight in the house of the Lord. Amen. The saints of the Most High. And I believe God wants to speak to the saints tonight. I believe God wants to speak to somebody. Amen. To encourage you to let you know that it's not over. If there's still breath in your body, there's hope. Oh, hallelujah. I said we serve a God of mercy. We serve a God of grace. But I want to tell you something. With all that mercy and grace, we still have a responsibility to make our election sure. That I'm, I've got to make sure that I get to heaven. Amen, somebody. i got to make sure I get there. Amen. In the book of Hebrews chapter 12, and we read in verse 16, you can put that on the board, please. I, I want to just illustrate this story to you. The Bible says, Esau, who for one morsel of meat, sold his birthright. Now, I find it amazing how the scripture is so descriptive on what it was that Esau sold out his birthright. The Bible says a morsel. Amen. It wasn't a treasure. It wasn't a treasure box. It wasn't the Lotto 649. It wasn't a multi-million dollar bank account. It was something so insignificant. It was just a morsel of meat. Amen. Little to no value. Amen. And it is a customary time when we look in the book of Exodus that when you would have a firstborn child, that that child would inherit, amen, all of the benefits that were passed on to the father. The Bible tells us that God spoke to Abraham and he told Abraham that I will bless you. Abraham, wherever you go, I will be there. I will be your God. He told Abraham.
Abraham that wherever your feet go, whatever land you touch by your feet, that land is yours. He went on to say that no man can curse you. Amen. No man is able to stand against you because I am with you always. Hallelujah. Amen. If you got a promise of God, don't you let go of it. If God has given you a promise, don't let go of it tonight. Oh, hallelujah. The Lord spoke to Abraham, called him out of the land of Ur. He said, Abraham, out of your seed, I will bring forth a great nation. My wife spoke about it this morning. He said, the stars in the sky, you cannot number. The sand grain on the seashore, you cannot number. Out of you, Abraham, I will make a great nation. Praise God. He put upon Abraham a covenant. He said, I make a promise to you. I am God. I do not lie. Abraham, I will be there for you always. Somebody say always. Amen. And it was, amen, the heart of Abraham to pass on, amen, that inheritance onto his son. God confirmed it as it continues down the lineage of to Abraham and his son and his grandson. God confirmed the word at every single one. But I want to tell you something, that it matters how we value the things of God. Amen. I said it matters how we value the blessings that God has given us. You see, there are times where people will sell out a banqueting table for a bologna sandwich. Can I elaborate? God has blessed us with things so magnificent beautiful he gives us family he gives us children he gives us amen a beautiful church and how is it that we could turn our back on god and go back into the world let me tell you friend the bible says it is like a swine going back into the muck and to the mire it is like a dog going back to the vomit how could we go back to that field what god has delivered us from amen Praise the Lord. It's time that we fight for our blessings. You see, it is possible that we lose our salvation. Fight to keep our blessings. Satan is a spoiler. Amen. He will try to come and dismantle marriages. He will come and try to dismantle families. He will come and plant lies into the hearts of people. Can I hear a witness today? He will come and try to deceive people and make them feel condemned with guilt and shame. Amen. I'm here to tell you it's time to look the devil in the eye and say, the Lord rebuke you. I will not accept that report. I will not receive that report. Amen. And God was speaking to Moses. And he said in Genesis chapter, rather, Exodus 3, 6, that we read, he said, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So what happened to Esau? What happened to that scenario right there? Amen. I want to draw your attention tonight to the book of Genesis chapter 25. We're going to follow very closely with the word of God tonight. Is that all right? Amen. We're going to read very carefully the word of God. I love the word of God. I'm thankful for the word of God. I said, I love the word of God. Praise the Lord. The Bible says in verse 21 that Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife. His wife was barren, could not have children. He entreated the Lord and he prayed. He said, Lord, amen. I entreat you to touch my wife. The scripture says, and the Lord entreated of him, and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. Amen. And verse 22 tells us that in her womb, the children struggled together within her. And she said, if it be so, why am I thus? I find it interesting that Rebekah so quickly began to complain. Amen. How many noticed that? Weren't you just barren nine months ago? And now you've got twins, and you're complaining? That there's movement happening in your tummy. Come on, Rebecca. Get it together. You know, sometimes we pray for things and God answers it. And all we do is complain about it. Amen. We got to remember that God hears us when we pray. Amen. And so the Bible says in verse 23, And the Lord said unto her, Two nations 
are in thy womb. And two manner of people, very different people, are in your womb, Rebecca. And the Bible says, and the elder shall serve the younger. What does that mean? How can that be? The firstborn is supposed, is supposed to take the inheritance. How is that possible? Esau, amen, the firstborn that comes out is supposed to take on the blessings of the father. Amen. But there was a wrestling match happening in the womb. I've never seen it before. But apparently, because the Bible tells us that inside of the womb, there was movement going on. And as they were coming down the birth channel, amen, as they're coming down the canal and Rebecca is in labor, amen, Jacob is fighting Esau. He said, I want to go first. I want to come out first. Hey, hey, get out of the way. I want to come down and, and get all of those blessings. But Esau got in the way and he he came out first is that right amen and so Esau was born first Jacob came second and these two boys grew up amen and they had completely different character Esau was a man of the field he would he would hunt he would go out and hunt venison and Esau he or rather Jacob would stick around home amen and that whole time, I often wondered, Pastor Neil, what was going through Jacob's head? Every time he'd see his brother, he said, wow, he's got the birthright. Man, he's got the blessings. Man, to be Esau, to be able to come out first. Man, I wish I had that inheritance. Man, I wish I could have had that. What God blessed my, my grandpa and and, and come on down the lineage. I, I wish I could have what dad has. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. I'm falling apart up here. Amen. And, and so the Bible tells us that Esau one day came from the field and he was hungry. It's amazing when you're hungry, you're vulnerable. Is that right? When your, 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 your spirit is down, you are a target for the enemy. Amen. That's why after every conference, you will note that the attacks are greater after. Because the devil hates what you've got a hold of. Can I get a witness here? You know what I'm talking about. After every conference, I mean, you're walking on cloud nine. And you're singing the victory. And you're shouting the praises. You go home and it, the devil's sitting right there waiting for you. How many know what I'm talking about? Amen. <laughs> Esau came. He was hungry in his body. And he could smell his brother's cooking. Amen. His brother evidently was a good cook. <laughs> evidently his brother was able to put together a good stew. He came home and he could smell the aroma of his brother's cooking. And Jacob saw an opportunity. He said, my brother is vulnerable right now. And I'm going to see if I can get out of him that birthright. You know, I want to tell you something. A lot of people call Jacob a cheat and a liar. But you know what I find amazing is that God overlooked all of that. And he saw his passion. He said, God, you know, I believe God was like, I'll take care of that later. I'll, I'll, I'll deal with all that stuff. But I see something else. Hallelujah. I see a passion. I'll take care of Saul. But I see a zealousness. Anybody with me tonight? Amen. I know that Saul was a murderer of the church, but I'll take care of that. I'll, I'll, I'll forgive him. But I see a zealousness and I'll change him. I want to talk to somebody tonight that we need to get an attitude like Jacob when it comes to our salvation. It's time to get an attitude in our heart with like Jacob. He said, I want that birthright. And I'm going to do anything and anyhow, any way that I can to make sure that the blessings of Abraham are upon me. Amen. See, when it comes to salvation, we need to be selfish. See, we're all about sharing and helping others. And of course, we got to, the Bible says, but when it comes to salvation, I'm not sharing it with anybody else. This is my oil. There were five wise and five foolish. 
Amen. He said, give us your oil. And they said, oh, no, lest we have none. And so his brother came in into the house, could smell his brother's cooking. Amen. And, and, and Jacob says to him, do you want some of this? He said, yeah, I want some of it. Amen. Look with me in Genesis chapter 25 and verse 30. And Esau said to Jacob, feed me, I pray thee. Stop playing with me. I'm hungry. Just give me your stew. Amen. Feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore was his name called Edom. And Jacob said, sell me this day thy birthright. What a thing to say. What a thing to say. Evidently, it was steeping enough in his mind. Amen. This wasn't an afterthought. He was thinking about it for some time. He said, here is an opportunity. He said, Esau... Give me what I want. I want your birthright. Everything that dad has given you, I want it. I want the promises on me. Amen. You know what Esau should have said? Esau should have said, are you nuts? I'm going to get stewed somewhere else. Are you crazy, Jacob? But that's not what he said. Amen. Esau did not defend. His birthright. You know what that tells me? He had no respect for the things of God. I said he had no respect. Because the Bible tells us, verse 31 and verse 32, and Esau said, Behold, I am at the point to die. What an exaggerator. And what profit shall this birthright do to me? Amen. I've been in church. Amen. For so long, what's the big deal? There's nothing great about it. Shame on you for talking like that. Amen. Shame on you for having that kind of attitude. It doesn't matter where I go anyhow. No, friend, what you have is a treasure. What you have is a privilege. What you have is from God. And it's time that we get a revelation of that. Amen. He said, well, what doesn't matter anyhow? Amen. And Jacob said, swear to me this day. He swear unto him, and he sold his birthright unto Jacob. He said, all right, here it is. And I swear, and they swear. I don't know what they did. Pinky swear, I don't know. Amen. Thumb war, I have no idea. Arm wrestle, I don't know. But what he did do is he gave his birthright everything that his father was going to pass on, everything that God poured onto their dad. Think about that for a second. You are here tonight in the house of God. You are here in the house of privilege. You are here in the Father's house where there's food and there's manna, there's provision, there's blessings. And how can we sell cheap? Not everything that sparkles is gold, friend. Hallelujah. Amen. Not everything in the world, nothing in the world, nothing in the world. Is worth losing our salvation over. Not a boyfriend, not a girlfriend. Young people, hear me now. Even not a relationship, not drug, not alcohol. Nothing in the world is worth losing our salvation over. Now, I want to talk to our young men for a second. Where's our future Pentecost? And I want to tell you something. This pulpit is sacred. This pulpit is a privilege. You don't come walking up here slumping around. Stand up tall. Put your back straight. It's a privilege to speak behind the sacred desk. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. You put some effort into it. Put some study into it. Amen. You put some amen, tenacity into it because you are the future. And I'm preaching to you like this because we love you and we care about you. Amen. You cannot sell this out. I don't care if you become the mayor of Fort McMurray. If you become the prime minister of Canada, that does not replace this desk. Serving God is the highest calling. There's nothing else. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, put your hands together. Amen. I'm trying to tell somebody that what we have, don't throw it away. Don't throw holiness away. Don't throw separation away. Don't throw, amen, the Holy Ghost away. Don't throw a, a clean life away. Don't throw a clean body away. Hallelujah. It is a blessing. I said it's a blessing. 
And Esau threw it away. He said, I don't care. Amen, I have no regard to dad. I have no regard to the things of God. Take it. Amen, unless I'm going to die anyhow. And Jacob said, I'll grab it. It's mine. Yes. Mm, mm, mm. It's mine. Everything that I was wanting, everything that I'm hoping for, I heard at the stories of what God said to dad. That's now upon my life. You know what I believe Jacob was doing? He was thinking about his future. I believe he was thinking about his children. I believe he was thinking about the lineage that would come after him. You see, it doesn't just end with you today. There are children following behind us. It doesn't just end with you on the pew. When you're done and you throw in the towel, amen, you'll be deceived to think it doesn't affect somebody. It does affect somebody. Somebody is watching you. I know what I'm talking about. Amen. I grew up in Sunday school and I saw people that I look up to lose out with God. And it shook my core. But I had to get a hold of myself and say, hey, 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 just a minute now. I value what I have. Can you put your hands together and thank God for this blessing? You see, if we never get a relationship of our privilege, amen, it can be stolen from us. Amen. I said it's a privilege to be in his house. We don't come walking in just bulldozed like a bull in a china shop. Well, here I am, God. Do something. You know, we approach God with reverence, with fear. Pastor Neil, you stop me. And as soon as you think I'm out of order, you stop me. But I, I feel led in the Holy Ghost that there's a shaking that needs to happen in our lives. That there's a shakening that needs to move within us. I long for the days of old when we moved with fear and we trembled with fear because we are in the house of God. Amen. I grew up that way. And it's right. It's tight, but it's right. It's straight, and it's narrow, and it's right. There's no room for Esau's spirit around here. Amen. I said there's no room for Esau's spirit. The instruments are sacred. Amen. Amen. To be used of God is a privilege. And the sooner we get a revelation of it, the better off you'll be. Because the devil will come and plant seeds of doubt in your mind. Well, you're really not that blessed over there. It's all this and all that. Amen. All legalism, all rules, all. Friend, rebuke that in Jesus' name. Say, you know what? I'm thankful for the boundaries that I have. I was never so glad in high school that I had a praying pastor. I was never so glad in high school that I had a praying mother. Amen. That prayed boundaries around me. That said, son, don't you do that, and don't you do that, and don't you do that. Amen. You watch out now. You be careful. Because there is a deceiver out there. There is a lion out there trying to destroy. There is a devil that wants to deceive and ruin the lives of our young people. You see, this kind of preaching, when I was growing up, our young people would be on the edge of their seats, quaking, fearful of the message. What has happened that we can sit with our arms folded and our eyes half asleep thinking, get over it. But friend, I want us to be shaken in our spirit. It's time to fight. Fight. Fight for our salvation. It's time to get serious about it. It's time to fight. Hallelujah. I want to be in that number. I want to be in that number. I wanted to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I don't ever want to hear him say, depart from me. I don't know you. You see, we often think I got next week, next month, next year I'll get right. Amen. Next month I'll get serious. Amen. Next year I'll get serious about God. You don't know if you have next year, friend. We don't even know we have next moment. But what I know I do have is right now. The Bible says now is the day of salvation. So there's a reason why it's the church tonight. I said there's a reason why it's the saints tonight. In these last days, we got to get a hold of God like never before. In these last days, we got to get a hold of God like never before.
I've told my wife, I said, we got to get a hold of God like never before. We got to fast like never before. We got to pray like we've never before. I don't care if we're tired in the body. We got to pray like never before. We got to outreach like we never have before. Because there's a heaven that is so close I can smell it. There's a heaven that's so close I can almost hear it. And to be so close and to lose out, it's not worth it, friend. Anybody hearing me tonight? Genesis 25, verse 34. The Bible says that Esau despised it. Despised his birthright. You see, oftentimes when you get something, you need not work for it. You don't value it. Is that right? I said sometimes, almost all the time, when you get a whole bunch of stuff and you don't have to work for it, you don't value it. Amen. A child with a big toy box it means nothing. They just throw it around, crashing, banging, smashing it to smithereens. There'll be more. But you get one child that has one toy, and they value it. And they take care of that doll face. They don't mark it up with pens and markers. They, this is my little Anna. You can't take her. This is my doll. Come on, help me. Help me preach, church. This is my treasure. This is what my mommy and my daddy gave me. And I'm not letting her go. Can a spirit like that consume the church? God, I pray right now that a spirit of Jacob consume us. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, come on, reach out and touch the Lord. He's here right now. Matthew chapter 5 verse 6 says, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. Amen. There's got to come a time where we're. We're not just seeking the hands of God anymore. We're seeking his face. I'm not just looking for a handout anymore. I want a relationship with you. I'm not just interested in what you can do for me. Amen. I want to know you. I want an intimacy with you. I want to be shut up in my closet with you. I want to seek your face. I want to know you. I want your glory to overwhelm me. Amen. I want to step out into the river and let the river consume me. Let it come up the ankle. Come up the, 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 the knee. Come up the thigh. Let it consume and take me over. I want to seek your face. You see, Jacob had such a passion for the things of God. Amen. In Genesis chapter 32 and verse 26, the Bible says he wrestled. He wrestled. Put that on the board, please. Amen. And he said, and when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint. And he wrestled with him. And he said, "Entreat, let me go. Next slide, please. He said, let me go. And Jacob said, no, I'm not letting go until you bless me. You see, so many times we give up in our prayer life. Half an hour, we give up. 45 minutes, one eye on the clock. But don't you know there's so much more to God? There's so much more depth to God. It's not just maintenance prayer. There's relationship prayer. There's intimacy prayer. Oh, that I might see him face to face. So we have access into the holies of holies. That curtain was rent. Twain from the, from the top bottom. And the glory came flooding out. And it filled the earth. Oh, friend, we have access now. Amen. Into his presence. I want us to get a revelation tonight of what we have. And what we can access. And what we can experience in God. 15 minutes is not going to cut it. 12 minute prayer is not going to cut it. I'm sorry if I'm messing up your schedule tonight. 
Amen. I said half an hour is not going to cut it. Amen. That's just basic. There's more to God. There's depths in God. There's revelations in God. But how much do you thirst for him? I'm like a deer panting after the Lord. Oh, God, I need more of you. Don't depart from me now. You cannot leave me. Oh, in 2016, you can't leave me. I'm thirsty for you. I'm hungry for you. And I'm not going to accept anything less but a complete overflow. He said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. Prayer meeting is the most important service that we have. Amen. Talking to God. Speaking with the Lord. Spending communion with the Lord. Ministering with the Lord. Being in his presence. Lingering in his presence. There was a thing that we used to say growing up. Terroring in his spirit. I remember that word. Don't hear it much no more. Is that right? We don't tarry anymore. We're on a clock. Wrap it up. Let's go. Amen. Hurry up. Come on. Just bless me and let me feel a little buzz and feel something. And I'll get out of here and go on my merry way. But there was a thing of the days of old where it was just like Jacob. I'm not letting go. I'm not going into my Monday. I'm not going into the mission field. I'm not going out into the highways and the byways until I know that I've been consumed by the glory of God. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere without the Lord. See, it bothers me when I read in the New Testament that says, Jesus we know, Paul we know, but who are you? The sons of Sceva, they missed out. They were missing out. And Jesus said to them, this cometh not but by prayer and fasting. Is that right, church? Amen. Jesus is trying to tell us something tonight. That if we're going to make it in 2016, there is a prayer and a fasting to take place. Where are the travailers of Zion? When Zion travails, bringeth forth children. Come on, somebody. Where are the travailers that you get on your tummy and your face is pressed up against the carpet and you begin to weep before God? Is there a Samuel in that house, a young boy, a young girl that's sensitive enough to hear the voice of God? Or are we wrapped up in our technology, in our comic books, in our entertainment that has robbed us of our time with God? Oh, church, hear this young preacher tonight. If we're going to make it, if we're going to make heaven, a spirit of Jacob's got to consume us. I said, a spirit of Jacob's got to come over us. That I want that birthright. I want those blessings. I want it. You saw, you may despise it. But I want it. Hallelujah. But you got to be willing to pay the price. Amen. You know where you're sitting right now? Your seat that you're sitting on is the highest seat in all of Fort McMurray. It's the best seat. It's higher than the mayor tired than the lawyer come on church i said it's the best seat in the house your seat is a blessing i said your seat is a privilege amen i'm not going to give up my seat for anything i said i'm not going to give up my place for anything i'm not going to give up my spot in god for anything amen i don't want to be replaced i don't want anything to come and bump me out of church there's nothing that can bump me out there's nothing that can offend me too much for me to walk out that door there's no message too hot enough for me to turn my back on god oh come on help me preach tonight church i said i'm thankful for my place in god amen you see judas was replaced wasn't he he gave up his time to be with Jesus. Think about that. Traitor. Betrayed him. Hallelujah. And we would think, well, if I was there, I'm sure I would be loyal. I'd be walking with Jesus. I mean, but what about right now? That what we have is greater than the prophet Elijah. What we are experiencing is greater than what Moses had. What we are experiencing is greater than the prophet Isaiah, who spoke of things that he didn't even know about. 
never saw it come to pass. But we are experiencing the overflow. We are experiencing the fulfillment of prophecy. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, help us tonight. Jesus, help us tonight. Jesus, help us tonight. Oh, I feel it. Can we just pray? Come on, let's just talk to God for a second. Have your way, Jesus. Have your way, Jesus. Have your way, Jesus. Lord, I will yield myself to you, Lord. I yield myself to you, Lord. I yield myself to you, Lord. I yield myself to you, Lord. God is working on somebody tonight. There's a great conviction stirring up within our heart. There's a great moving in our spirit. A lurch has happened. We have been pricked. There's been a prick happening in our spirit. We need to respond to the Holy Ghost. Can we find a place of repentance right now? Can we hit our knees to the floor right now? And we begin to repent unto God and say, God, forgive me. Forgive me for my complacency. Come on, church. Respond to the Holy Ghost. If your knees are too sore, just sit where you're at. But those that can find a place to kneel, humble yourself before God. Before anything can happen, we've got to find a place of repentance yes lord yes lord prick in my spirit lord forgive me lord for slotting you in in my schedule god forgive me lord oh god for not praying like i ought to forgive me lord for my complacency forgive me lord for my casual approach oh god forgive us speak lord hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is here. Hallelujah. He is pricked in our spirit. Hallelujah. Come on. Let's get deeper in God. Come on. Let's press deeper in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I know this is not what we're used to, but let's just let the Holy Ghost move tonight. God is ministering in somebody tonight. God is trying to teach us something tonight. God wants to take us a little higher tonight. There is a depth that God wants us to go. There is a height that God wants us to gain tonight. I seek you first, the kingdom of God. Oh, I seek you first, Lord. I seek you first. I seek you first. I seek you first, oh God. First in my life. You are first in everything that I do. You are first in me. Oh God, I thirst after you. I thirst for you. Oh God, I'm hungry for an outpouring. I'm hungry, Lord. I'm hungry, Lord. I'm hungry, Lord. I'm hungry. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Hmm. Hmm. Jesus. Jesus. Oh, yes.
Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Yes, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. We give you Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Yes, Lord. Move us, Jesus. Speak to us, Jesus. Heavenly Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to read a passage of scripture found in Genesis chapter 27, verse 34. The Bible says, and when Esau heard the words of his father, he had heard that his birthright was gone. Esau had heard the tragic news that my birthright is forever gone. Verse 34, he heard the words of his father and he cried with a great and exceeding bitter cry. And he said unto his father, bless me even me also. Oh, my Father, the disappointment, it was now too late. Church, there will come a time that the dispensation of grace will come to an end. Oh, Shayaro. I tell the saints in Athabasca, that I don't ever want to come to church and find that the doors are not unlocked and that the saints have gone to be with the Lord. 
Just that very thought sends chills up and down my back. We come on a Sunday morning expecting to hear the musician practice. It's become a routine in continuous routine. They will be there. Pastor, Sister Neil will be there. I will call. They will always answer. But there came a time in Esau's life of great sorrow. And he says, Father, please bless me. And his father responds in verse 35. He says, thy brother came and hath taken away thy blessing. I have nothing to give you anymore. There's nothing left. Your brother has it all. Church, I want to tell you something. That while we have an opportunity, well, I don't know what we're waiting for. Now that we have a chance, now that we have this hour to make sure that my name is written down in the Lamb's book of life, the very thought of my name being removed off the sacred book. Oh, church, the scripture says in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 10, to make an election sure. For if you do these things, ye shall never fall. You know what that means? It means every day when I wake up in the morning, when I go to bed at night, I've got to make sure that I still got my birthright. Come on, clap your hands. Come on. Come on, saints of God. That when I go to bed at night, I'm still filled with the Holy Ghost. When I wake up in the morning, I can still feel the glory over me. There's a song in my heart. But if you're waking up in the morning and you don't know where God is, there's an altar here right now. Amen. If you're going to bed at night and you don't know amen, where your salvation is, there's an altar here tonight. Amen. If you're going your week and you're not really sure you got something against your brother and your sister, let me tell you, we have an opportunity right here, right now. Amen. God is here. God is speaking to us. God is ministering to us. The Lord has shifted this service. Amen. I don't know what God is trying to do, but he's trying to tell somebody you got to make sure that you have your birthright. I don't want to hear the Lord say, I have nothing left for you. Amen. Matthew 13 tells us of the wheat and the tare growing together. There will come a time of harvest time, church. There will come a time of separation. There will come a time when the nets are gathered and the good fish will be kept and the bad will be discarded. There will come a time, amen, where the wheat will be harvested and the tares will be thrown out to burn. Oh, God. Can we all stand together? The Bible tells us that Jacob hated Esau. He hated the spirit of Cain. He hated that spirit. It was a curse put upon their life. Friend, I don't want a curse on my life. Amen. I don't want anything to hinder my relationship with God. I said, I don't want anything to hinder the flow of the Spirit in my life. If there's something in me, God, take it out of me. Lord, give me revelation to see what it is. Help me, God. I don't want anything to be hiding in secret. And I want to tell you something. I was at a wedding with Pastor and Sister Neil not that long ago. We waited for a long time. It was like two and a half hours. The bride was late. Sister Neil looked over at me and she said, Oh, Brother Schilling, could this be what the rapture will be like? Where's the church? She told me of a vision of a woman in the church. She saw the rapture take place. The church went up. There was one left behind. 
She lived, she thought, a righteous life. And she asked the Lord, how come I didn't go? And the Lord parted her garment just a little. And he said, that little speck kept you out of my glory. Sister Neil, is that right? Right, but she doesn't know that. But when she told me that story, that changed my life. I could have wept right there. I mean, we didn't have to have a marriage. I just wanted to have an altar call. That speck. Just that little piece of dust could keep me out of heaven. (laughs) 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 My pride could keep me out of heaven. The lust of the flesh could keep me out of heaven. (laughs) (laughs) If I can't fellowship with my neighbor, it will keep me out of heaven. Oh, church, hear the word of the Lord tonight. Do you have your birthright? Is your birthright in order? Is everything in order? Is your house in order? Is your spot without wrinkle? 